And now it's time for Leadership of the Leaf with Dice and Austin. Let's jump in with a cut and a light. Hello and welcome everyone to an episode of Leadership of the Leaf. I am Dice. My name is Austin. And today we will be discussing in our cigar topics uh, five things not to do when smoking a cigar. Ooh, there's I'm sure there's more than five, but I think these are these are top five, I'd say. I think these these, these are five that I kind of paid attention to when I was around. Uh, there you go. Um, and then for our leadership portion, uh, we'll talk about the shall versus will versus should type essences. So, you know, the difference of, hey, you shall do this, you will do this, or you should do this. We'll kind of get into that a little bit more. Uh, if it doesn't make sense now, it'll make sense when we get into it. But first, Dice, I got to know, what are you smoking? Oh, my friend, I'm smoking the diesel crucible Ooh, you enjoyed it on the show before and i did i want to enjoy it on the show now i can't say i blame you uh, how was the cold draw the cold draw i actually got uh, a little disappointing is natural tobacco i didn't really get much flavors mm, well but that was the, that was the cold draw well I, I mean are you into your first third by now or too, too cool. early to tell. It's a little too early to tell. I mean, I'm, I'm getting some flavors now, but I, I'll wait until we talk about the first third. Okay. And then, of course, uh, Hennessy. What type of Hennessy are you pairing it with? Because oh, everyone knows yes. you pair it with Hennessy. That's true. You ready for this one? I don't think you're ready. I, I, I don't think our listeners are ready because I see it. Man, I am drinking a Hennessy mojito. A mojito with Hennessy? A uh, Henny Oito. Henny Oito. All right. How does the, so let me ask you this then. How does the mintiness and lime of the mojito pair with the Hennessy? How does that balance it, out? Uh, the first time I made it, I used, I guess, too much lime. But now I balanced it. I, it's actually really balanced. It's, I, I get both flavors. They don't conflict. Um, and it's more of a fruity than sour. Hmm. Interesting. So it's bringing out more of those like floral notes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Hennessy has a floral like back to it and uh, citrusy notes. Yeah. And there's a hint of vanilla in there too. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I can get behind that. That'd be interesting to try. All right. Now. Of course, you... it's my turn. Yes. And I saw your bottle and I'm excited. So what Ooh. are you smoking? First off, I'm smoking the LFD La Vocata. It's a nice Maduro-esque wrapper. Uh, it's a little bit longer than I normally smoke. Um, probably about a six or seven inch type, but it's not Churchill because it's not thick enough. Um, I don't want to call it a Lancero because I don't think it's thin enough for a Lancero. Uh, but it's good, it's good. Um, cold draw, got a little bit like coffee notes. Okay. Maybe some dark chocolate in there. Yeah. Um, it's good. I'm getting starting to get some flavor notes from it, but I haven't quite gotten into it all yet. Um, and of course, I'm pairing that with, it's been a very special month. I'm pairing that with some Red Breast 12 year, my favorite whiskey. Oh, man. I just, just, just the sight of it just mm. excites me. I, I like, like mm. it. I love it. It's so good. If you've never had some, it's definitely worth a try. Uh, be warned, they're not the. It's not the cheapest bottle you can buy. It's not the most expensive either. It's not like you know Blanton's or something. All right. Well, man, I hope you enjoy every single drop of that bottle. I will, unless the wife <laughs> steals some from me. But then you know that's. What can you do? That's one good thing about mine is she doesn't like Hennessy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got mine started, and I and it was. I, I I regret it sometimes, but then other times I don't because because she allows me to buy more of it because she um she likes to get it. Uh, oh, I was, you know what? I was wrong. I just looked it up. I was long, wrong. This is absolutely a Churchill. 7-inch by 48 ring gauge. 
All right. The I didn't think it's thinner than that. Got it. Um, it, yeah, Churchill, like ring gauge kind of changed over time a little bit. So the old school Churchill is around 46, where the newer ones are around uh, 50. Yeah. So, yeah, that's and that's where I was thinking. I was like, this seems too too skinny. But I was wrong, but that's okay. Yeah. All right. So, shall we jump into our cigar topic? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, the, the first thing I want people to be aware of is the motherfuckers that like to try to stack dimes. You know what stacking dimes mean? I, I absolutely do know what stacking dimes means, and I would 100% agree with you because... What you end up with is a lot of ash right there on the floor. Correct. These are the guys that try to do their little ash contest. And if you look at a, a ash when it gets really long, it kind of resembles that of a if you were stacking dimes on a table. Yep. And then they are willy-nilly with it and talking and laughing and it fucking falls. Uh, it's yep. okay if it falls on your own shirt or whatever. You're like, oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm sitting next to you and it falls in my drink or something, come on, dude. Yeah, no, it. Uh, I 100% agree. Um, I've also been doing it, you know, I, I used to go for the, the longest ash stuff. And that's fine for the most part. Like, you can do that stuff. Um, I tend to see how long of an ash I can get with uh, good quality cigars in my backyard. Yeah. Because I don't care if the ash falls in my backyard. It's not that big of a deal. You and a, a brick and mortar, or something, you know, something else, or somebody like a your friend's little smoke room, or whatever, and the ash falls on the floor. Like that's kind of a dick move, because then it's just gonna smell, or they have to clean it up. Yeah, somebody has to clean this, clean it up, man. I mean, I know it's not your job, and it's kind of my job because I work here, but you don't have to be a dick. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying that uh, you know you ash all the time either, because keeping a healthy amount of ash on your cigar is actually good for your ember. Yeah, uh, it's mainly for... Uh, that's why I use the term stacking dimes. It's mainly for the people that try to get that the longest ash contest. Unless yeah. you're in a longest ash contest with someone, or uh, is it really necessary to have the longest ash? Honestly, no. ash regulates your temperature and all the great things that come with it, but you really need it like fucking four inches out? No. Well, and most of those people in those longest ash contests those are people who are not drinking, one, because drinking makes you clumsy. And then two, <laughs> they turn the cigar vertical and then they just puff on it with their, you know, looking up like a like a little gerbil drinking from a from one of those water bottles or something. You know, they look up and they're they're puffing on it. So that, and they're holding it as steady as they can. So that way it just stays on the top. But that's I don't mean, if that's how you want to enjoy your cigar, go for it. But uh, I don't. I personally don't like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that for the con the, the contest people. Me as well. Um, another thing you don't want to do. Leave, first off, we all know. Don't talk about politics or religion in the workplace. It's the same thing when you go to a lounge. You should really just try to leave politics and religion at the door. Don't bring it in. Uh, I mean, if you and your buddies are off in a corner and that's what you guys want to talk about, sure, go for it. But polite conversation with some people you don't know, I just leave it out. Yeah, I, I would just steer clear because everyone has their own views of politics and religion. And there, there's just certain things you can't argue. And yeah. I, I don't know what side you're on. You don't know what side I'm on. I mean, it could be Hatfield and McCoy's up in this piece. And 100%. Then, then you'd be spilling your ash on the floor again. <laughs> Along with a couple other things. It's going to be some furniture moving. Yeah, right? No, I mean, I it, I just don't think it's it's required. I mean, it's the state of this country is so divided over, mostly over those two, two particular items, um, that it's just best to not, not even bring it up. Yeah, uh, most time we're in the lounge is mostly about sports or yeah. something something that happened in the news that affect everyone, like uh, like Katrina. Yeah. Um, sadly, sadly to mention mass shootings as of lately, but majority of the time it's mainly about sports, basketball, football. Mm. I'll say baseball is out there, but I haven't heard baseball that much. It's mostly been football and basketball. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like to talk about uh, other people, you know, hey, what do you do for a living? Talk to me about your job. You know, oh, hey, you know, what's that like? Hey, what do you smoke? Oh, that sounds good. Maybe I should try that next time. Hey, what do you what do you pair with it? You know, start talking. Just I strike up conversations about what we're doing because there's so much stuff that you there's maybe an insight that somebody just thinks it's common knowledge and it's a throwaway fact, but you clutch onto it and you're like, I've never heard that before, and that's great. I want to know more about that. Yeah, um, there's a lot of talk. Uh, uh, one that I went to, they was talking about Teslas for a while, and I was. Wow, that's a conversation I can get in. Yeah, right. I mean, that's cars. Uh, yeah. You know, I've I've been <laughs> bitch about women. Oh, oh, that's a that's a that's a very strong topic. <laughs> My wife, I can't believe what she made me do the other day. <laughs> she up there bitching because I drop ashes on the floor. Yeah, I can't. I, I'll, I'll drop ash wherever I please. She <laughs> spends all my money. Fuck. <laughs> it's okay. We love you, babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer: That's not at all how the conversation <laughs> went. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Babe, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> uh, ditto. um there's a couple of aspects of some cigar places i I used to visit i don't visit too often uh anymore but yeah uh it tended they like to brag brag of what what they smoke how they smoke like anything about what they're smoking Uh, not everybody can afford your whatever opus x plus maximum to the limited edition power so. Yeah. No, yeah, and that's you know, okay, great. You guys spend money on cigars. Um, you know, great. You 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 bought the highest quality whiskey to pair it with. Um, you know, whatever the case happens to be. No one cares. Nobody cares. No. I'm just there to enjoy whatever cigar I have. Now you probably enjoy yours. Maybe you enjoy yours more than mine. Don't really care. I'm not smoking it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I I don't know how many how many of these cigar groups I'm I'm a part of, and they're like there's they're constantly just um, there there'll be at least a post a week, if not more, uh, whether it's you know MeWe or Facebook or whatever, and it's usually check out my I went to went on a cruise down to Mexico and I found these Cubans and blah blah blah, and then nine times out of ten, everybody comes out the fucking woodwork and tells them how fake they are whatever when they're just trying to brag and it's just just leave it alone it's not worth it yeah it, yeah i mean i like to sit there and, and tell people hey this is what i'm drinking you know uh but that's not as a brag it's purely just a, a factoid like hey i like to pair it with this maybe you should try it next time um only time i really kind of i let's say brag or mention my cigar. Only time I ever mention that is I, I'm smoking this uh, David of limited edition whatever because it's my anniversary. That's yeah. why I'm smoking this. I Not, got a special yeah. occasion. Yeah. Oh man, congratulations on your anniversary. How many years? Too many. Yeah. Remember what he said. Remember what he said. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm definitely in my first third. Yeah. All right. So let's so talk about talk to me about your first third. So my first third, I think it's going to be different than your first third when you smoked it. Reason okay. why I think it's going to be different is because one, I'm drinking Hennessy. Two, I'm drinking a mojito Hennessy. So the flavors I'm getting is are actually fruity, a earth fruity flavor. There's okay. a hint of pepper in the back, but that's what I'm getting. Okay. Um, I, I don't think that's what you got. I don't remember, but. I can go back and check. I'd, I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure I got some earthy notes. I definitely get earth. black pepper, black pepper, but I, I don't, I don't quite remember the fruity. I think I, I think I tasted something else. I um, I, it's been a little while. Um, I, so I'm getting um, leather, 
uh, hay almost, like a barnyard type hay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but on the back end, it's a white pepper finish. Ah. Like, I, I'm, I'm definitely getting a white pepper on the back end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it... Leather and white pepper. That is that is what I taste. If I had a had a like a Price Is Right, ding. yeah, nailed it, sir. Yeah, that's. I'm definitely getting that white because I'll never forget white pepper. <laughs> Why was that? I can't remember. What are you? What? <laughs> Which one? You talking the one? Your that white we, pepper. Why? Why the, do you say you never forget white pepper? Oh, the aging room quattro. Oh yeah, yes. I remember. Yes. Where we got punched in the face with white pepper and it was on our lips for like two hours after we finished the cigar. It's like definitely like that's white pepper. That's that's white that's fuck that's white pepper. <laughs> but it's good, it's good. It's very, very nice and balanced. Uh, I'm excited to get into my second third. But um, we'll continue on with some of our lists. So it, for me I think something else you should not do is don't seat yourself like in between a bunch of people who are not smoking and then just light up. You gotta, you gotta be courteous, you know, sit yourself on the end, especially if you're out with a, a group of people who don't smoke, um, or whatever, and you're outside and you want to smoke a cigar and that's great. Like, fine, go downwind, go at the edge of the table and try and, you know, make sure people, if you're with people, that it's okay that you light up, you know, just check in with them. Don't be that, don't be that asshole. Well, yeah, because cigars, cigars already get a bad rap. They get a worse rap than cigarette smokers, which I think is kind of funny to me. But don't, don't go ahead and give everyone that reason to blame the cigar guy. Ask, yeah. hey, hey guys, hey, we're in a group setting, we're outside, you guys mind? No, man, go right ahead. Boom. Yeah. They say no, yeah. just politely move somewhere else or whatever you need to do. Yeah, move away from the group. Smoke a maybe smoke a cigarillo. Yeah. You know? Something short so you could get back to being with your with your group. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of things where I go over to people's houses and sit on the patios and I might bring a travel humidor with me and I'm like, hey, we're on the patio. Do you guys mind if I light up a, a cigar while I'm out on your patio? The, Nine times out of ten, they're like, "Nah, man, go ahead, it's fine." And then I'll I'll be cognizant and aware of where my smoke is billowing to, uh, yeah. and I try to move around in case in case I'm blowing in somebody's face on accident. And I usually try not to. Um, my wife doesn't smoke cigars at all, and somehow I think the <laughs> age-old adage is true: smoke's attracted to beauty. Because no matter what way the wind is blowing, I've switched seats with my wife. Because the wind is blowing straight to my left, and that's where she's like seated. So I was like, well, I'll just switch seats with you. It'll keep going to the left. It's fine. I switched seats. The smoke started going to the right, to straight to, <laughs> straight to her. So I swung back, started going back to the left. I was like, oh, baby, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm trying. She's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> yes, I've been in that same scenario. You, I, you know what? I'm going to just sit over there. I'm going to sit over there. You sit over here. Just listen to music. We can talk. We're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I started blowing it up. I just started blowing my cigar smoke up, and it would be like up, and then it would go straight down over top of her. And I was like, I don't even know what you want me to do at this point. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I give up at life. Like, it's, I'm so, I, I can't figure out the wind dynamics, and, and you know, <laughs> fuck scientists, come over here and help me. Like, I, I don't know. Oh man, that 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 is such a true tale for so many scenarios I've been involved with. Yeah, and it's not like you're trying to be a dick and like blow it in her face or anything. It's just you're literally trying to be nice. Like I've I don't know. I've blown it off to like behind my shoulder, and it's like it'll go around behind my head and like hit her inside the face and something. And I'm like, come on. Yeah, I'm, my kid will sit outside sometimes with me. She play a DS, and yes, smoke goes her direction. I'm like, oh, I'm such a bad father. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do about it either. No, just roll with the punches, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, but then, and then, and then, if you're in a, a brick and mortar, you know, I kind of, I kind of like this one. You know, if you're in a brick and mortar, 
don't be the the person that's like i'm gonna go sit over here and type on my computer and listen to loud music without headphones in or something people are trying to have a nice conversation relax whatever if you want to go sit on a computer in a corner somewhere and that's on you that's a hundred percent on you i get it social cigar lounges are supposed to be social settings um but if you want to treat it like a kind of like a coffee shop where you're just typing away on your computer having a cigar on a drink fine i'm not going to be upset with you on that one but don't sit there and be an you know an a-hole and sit there and be like oh yeah you know i'm gonna sit here and blast music without any headphones in or you know or talk really loudly on the phone the entire time or whatever the case is yeah that's that's why i start most cigar guys most i can't say all most cigar guys are courteous people we're courteous distinguished gentlemen smoking uh tubes of tobacco okay maybe not all of us but we want to get of tobacco huh tubes tobacco, that's what they are all right all right uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna let you have that one <laughs> tubes of tobacco not the way i would phrase that but all right oh all right cool uh now yeah. this, this next one mm. coin a word was coined that we both heard oh both enjoy this word and yeah. it fits so perfectly with this last one i had to include it i i don't blame you i you know i'm reading the notes and and we're talking about it and i just i love it I'm, I'm i'm very confident everyone has witnessed someone in a humidor talking to the tobacconist or a worker or something like hey man i smoke this kind of cigar you have any suggestions and you listen to the suggestions and he asks question after question after question and the guy says you need this cigar this is the one for you and the guy's like nah and picks up something completely randomly different and walks out yeah yeah now that person is now referred to as a ask hole <laughs> it's the same thing when your wife your husband your kids, <laughs> your your employee, your supervisor. Hey, I need your opinion on this. What would you do in this scenario? You're like, oh man, I got the perfect answer. Here is the answer to your question laid out on a silver platter. Here's how you deal with this situation. Boom, roadmap, here you go. That's cool. I'm gonna go other way and do something else. You're like, why the <laughs> fuck did you even ask? Why'd you even ask me, you fucking asshole? <laughs> yeah, like I, I've been into cigar, the humidors, and I love a good salesman. Don't get me wrong. I love being sold something because I think it's it like it lets me know how much how passionate they are, how much yes. they know about the their product that they're trying to sell, all of these things. And I, th I think it's great. Um, so if I'm like, hey, man, I'm in the mood for a medium or medium full, not a full full, like but just like a medium full body cigar. Um, I'm looking for like a sun grown or a Habano, maybe uh, a Maduro. What do you got for me? I, the, you know, oh, okay. And then they give me like three or four suggestions. Okay, cool. I'm going to probably pick up at least one or two of those. And then maybe a third one that I've had my eye on just cause I was like, oh, I haven't tried that one yet. I want to try it. Whoop. Yeah. And then I'll ask them, what's this one like? And they're like, oh, it's, it's, you know, a completely different profile than you were asking. Okay, cool. I've been seeing this. I want to try it, but I'm going to get these other two that you suggested and we'll go cash out. Yes. That's probably the best way to do that scenario. Um, yeah. Instead of wasting his time or her time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been into a cigar lounge, a, a cigar lobby, brick and mortar. And I've asked, hey, this is what I'm looking for, blah, blah, blah. And they pointed me to some cigars that I've had before. And my flavor profile of those cigars did not meet up with what I was looking for. And I told them, I'm like, hey, I've, I've had those cigars before. They're, while they're good, they're not what I'm looking for. Yeah. This is, you know, I get this kind of flavor from that. Here's what the flavor kind of profile I'm looking for. What do you got for me that I haven't tried? And if they can't answer those kind of questions, then I'm like, okay, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I just don't get those flavors. I'm going to try something else. But well, I agree with you in that aspect because I've been to one or two where the whoever's working 
they're really just a, a worker bee. They're not a tobacco person. They're not a cigar person. They're, that's their nine to five. That's just a gig to them, you know? So I tend not to go towards their advice because I ask a few questions. And if they give me some answers that, oh yeah, that one smells, uh, that one's like wood. Wood? That, that wood, should, really? That, that's your description, wood? All what right. kind of wood? Cedar, oak, pine, yeah. nothing? So I'm not going to take your advice. Yeah. And I'm going to uh, go ahead and shop around for myself. Yeah, that's when I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm just going to look around for a little bit and uh, I'll let you know. Or they just like, grab the most expensive cigar they can think of. You want this one? Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, I, I, that's if so. If I go in there and I'm looking for a flavor profile, I think the number one question that I, I get asked, and this kind of tells me that they actually give a flying crap about their products, is all right, cool. Well, how much were you looking to spend on a stick? How much were you looking to spend today? How many sticks were you looking for? That way they can actually tailor what the hell I'm looking for to my budget and my price point and everything else. Because then if I go up there and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just looking for like a nice Maduro. I want something kind of like chocolatey, sweet type thing, maybe with a little bit of pepper on the end, you know, something like that. What do you got for me? And they're like, you want this Davidoff? No, motherfucker. No. <laughs> I don't. They're like, this, this thing's $50. Like, I don't give a fuck about the price. Like, how about you hand me that Herrera Esteli that's like a fucking chocolate souffle? I want that one. <laughs> you want a full body, medium? Yeah, something. Like, give oh, me. Oh, you, yeah. I get, I honestly, I try to give them as, as little of a, of a, like, as much, as little of the information as I can to try to get them to give me suggestions. And I, I see what they go with from there because to me, if they start asking questions, to figure out what else I like, yeah. then I'm like, all right, cool. Now I know that you actually care, and I can actually work with you a little bit more. Because then if they just go, oh yeah, I think you might like this, this one, and it's like, bro, that's an Asylum 13 8 by 80. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> I just saw a little uh, snippet for the April Fools uh, Asylum 9 by 90. Jiminy Christmas! Come on, <laughs> my kid was like, "Are you gonna get that?" I was like, "No, no, sweetie." Uh, Sixty ring gauge is about my limit. Below, yeah, hey, I mean ninety. Holy shit! I don't even. I don't even want to talk about that one. It starts <laughs> at, at a certain point. It's it's just uncomfortable to 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 wrap your lips around. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I, I know. know exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I've embarrassed some female female workers, and I didn't mean to. It was just like slipped out of my mouth when you know she's like, "Well, have you had these asylums?" And I'm like, uh, "No." And she's like, "Well, they're really good." And I was I was like, "I don't I don't particularly feel like I I, I like the bigger ring gauge." She's like, "Really?" Why not? I'm like, look, at a certain point, it feels like I'm not puffing on a cigar anymore and I might be puffing <laughs> on something else. And her face went red. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I, I, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just gonna go over here and I'm going to pick <laughs> some stuff up and I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Uh, I bet you she'll think about them a little different. <laughs> hmm. I have not seen, I have, I'll be honest, I have been back to that brick and mortar since. I have not seen her back in there. <laughs> that's fine they should know by now yeah and I don't mean that like you know no no hate on anybody else it's just you know <laughs> that's just the feeling that I get alright I, I I agree <laughs> <laughs> All right. are you in your second third or you want to do the second third after the break uh, I think I'm going to do the second third out after the break. Uh, you guys hear the clicking because my cigar went out and now I have to relight. Yeah, yeah we'll do the second third after the break. I'm going to get this thing relit. Ah, we'll be right back after this break. Hey, uh, hey, Austin. Yeah. 
Hey, I know you was doing this leadership of the meat podcast, and you were smoking on some cigars. Absolutely. I'm curious, how would I know what cigars you're smoking? Oh, that is a, a phenomenal question. At the beginning of the episodes, we always talk about the cigars we we are smoking. But if you want to see a picture of what the band looks like, because maybe you can't find it or we didn't explain it good enough, you can always go to our Instagram or our website, and we will post pictures of what we're smoking. And usually, what we're drinking with every episode. And we're back uh, with some more leadership of the leaf. All right. So right before the break, we finished our cigar topic of, of things not to do um, when you're out and about when smoking a cigar. Uh, but you know, I had to relight. Uh, now my lighter was giving me some problems. I, I got it all working now. So what's what's your second third like? My second third is doubling down on fruit. Double down, down on fruit. On fruit, and double down on pepper. It really is, is a nice balance. I don't want to talk shit, but it's a very nice balance because I'm usually not a strong pepper guy. But I'm, maybe it's the mixture with the the mojito. But it's it's balanced nice. Very, very nice. So for me, my um, those white pepper notes have disappeared. Oh, it's straight disappeared. Um, it's silky smooth. Oh, I like the sound of that. Uh, yeah. So it's got it's got a nice smooth um, flavor to it, and uh, it like the back end, it smooth and leathery. Okay, I can get with that. So, is it mild or is it medium? So they build this as like a medium to medium full. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's, um, uh, man, it, it is just honestly a, I'd say medium to medium full, um oily leather type notes is kind of what I'm getting. Um, and it just smoothed out. Perfect. Yeah, it's it's good. Oh, it's really good. We'll see how it finished. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this. This is the first time I've ever smoked this cigar, so I'm, I'm enjoying this cigar. I, I've smoked LFD before. I remember, it's been a long time. It's got a little bit of like a char on the back end. So it's like an oily leather and then like just a touch of char. All right. So, all right. So our leadership topic. So we're talking about shall, will, and should. Um, now shall, let's just dive into this and then we'll, we'll kind of, we'll break it out and then we'll, we'll kind of recap. But I, I'm shall, when I say you shall do this, to me, that's like a requirement. You are like required. You will, I don't want to say you will, you shall do this, right? Like I think the, the, the 10 commandments, yeah. thou shall not kill. Boom. You will not kill. You are not allowed to kill. It's a requirement that you understand that you cannot kill someone. Right. It's just, it, it's just a requirement it's binding, um, and, and it must be implemented. And once it's implemented, the imp implication, is that word? Must be verified. Must be verified. Implementation? You did not kill someone. Let me verify that. Boom. You didn't kill someone today. Good job. <laughs> you didn't suck at life. Good job. <laughs> Every time I read shall, like if you look at laws, right? Yeah. The the owner shall register their vehicle within X amount of days. The, you know, okay, cool. Got it. The, you know, the, uh, the driver shall wear a seatbelt. You are required to wear a seatbelt. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, like you're screaming that that's a requirement. It's almost like someone's yelling, Hey idiot, put on your seatbelt. Right. Anytime I see shall, because it's not a, it's not a commonly used word in most places, um, it stands out to me. 
You know, it, it, it's, yeah. it's just, it kind of hits you in the face. You shall do this. Like, oh, shit. Are you really? All right. All right. Sure. Well, I see contracts and stuff that come through, like, let's say landscaping contract or whatever, whatever you want to put in there, widget contracts. And the, near the top, near the first paragraph, it indicates all the requirements, all the shall. The, the grass shall be cut to this length every week. The hedges shall be trimmed down to six inches, whatever the fucking height right. is. It is all like a contract contract obligation that has to be done. There's no questions about it. It's a requirement. This is why I'm paying you. It shall be done. Yeah. Hell, look at look at uh, Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. You shall not pass. <laughs> he didn't pass. Yeah. You're right. He didn't. Uh, so, you know, it's just uh, that to me is just one of those things where like once you hear it, once you read it, it sticks out to you and you're like, oh, shit. All right. All right. I have to do this. Yeah, it sounds weird. I think you mentioned earlier. It sounds weird. Like saying it like you don't go around your buds. Be like, Hey, hey, man, you shall not drink and drive. Yeah. But, but what? Shall? Jeez. Where the fuck are you from? <laughs> you fucking fuck 1800s motherfucker sure. like do you time travel sure. are you drunk now <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's not the point though <laughs> telling you not to drink and drive motherfucker so it, it's probably seen more in contract speak and lingo more than anything but yeah when you see it just know it's a requirement yeah you know I, I see a lot in, in policies uh, employees shall clock in and out for all breaks and lunch and, and uh, at the end of their shift. Okay, yes. cool. Got it. I have to. I have to clock in and out. So now, will would be facts or a declaration of purpose, right? Right. Like I want to tell you about something about another system. I will use will. So like the X Y Z system will have the timing as defined in the contract it will be like this yes that's that's the um the perceived notion of how it is supposed to work yeah um you know if you're if you're talking to employees hey guys you will at the end of shift take out the trash and sweep the floors you will do this all right cool i shouldn't have to come back behind you and verify that that's done you will do this. Yeah. Like, my child will keep clothes from under her bed. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, if, if I'm giving a description of something that exists today, uh, you know, hey, the report will contain this data. Hey, I will do the Excel sheet and it will be broken out like this. I, that's that's how I'm going to do this. It's definitely a fact-stating verb. Right. Uh, I, I like to tell my, my wife, hey, I will drive from here to there, or you will do this. You know, you will stay awake and help me navigate, bitch. <laughs> but I'm so comfy. Yeah. Uh, you-, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Usually when I see the wife taking her shoes off, that's it. It's game over. I'm alone. <laughs> I don't even like, I'll be having a conversation with my wife and like, she takes a little bit too long to answer. And I like, look over and her eyes are just closed. I was like, well, I guess you will fall asleep. Then, won't you? <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> that was a fact. Um, yeah. I was going to say it's like a playbook, but it's not like a playbook. It's more facts. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these, like, statements of understanding, statements of work, uh, stuff like that, you know, if you're ordering from a vendor or supplier or something like that, hey, you will show up on the 1st and the 15th to see if I need any refills, or at least call me. Hey, you will give me a call at the end of the month so I can reorder. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, you will do this. We will release a podcast every first and fifteenth of the month. Facts. We will do that. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of extras in our sidebars. I like sidebars. Uh huh. 
So shall is a requirement. Will is a declaration of purpose. More of a, a fact. Yeah. How about should? Ooh. So those are kind of goals. Uh, so, hey, you know, those are, those are like goals, uh, you know, non-mandatory stuff. Hey, you should, you know, buckle up every time you're driving. Or, hey, you should email, you know, type up turnover for the next shift or whatever. Hey, you should send me a report at the end of the month. Yeah. It's not required, maybe. Maybe the quarterly quarterly is required. Hey, you will, you shall send me a quarterly report. You should send me a monthly, though. Yeah, I look at it at uh, doing a basketball play. We run the XYZ play, and you should have an open shot. Right. That's our goal. Hey, I'm that's gonna, the goal. Yay! Hey, let's run a pick and roll, and you should be able to roll to the basket, and I'll give you a give and go. And then, all right, cool. Hey, you should pick this guy, and then I'll I'll roll out to to the other side and for an open three point shot. Yeah, whatever the case is. Uh, I was looking over the notes, and there's an example in here written by NASA. Oh yeah, 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 and it, it's actually using the word shall when it should have used the word should uh for example nasa was developing a jetpack and one of the requirements read the jetpack shall not impede mobility now how can someone developing a jetpack how can they make it a requirement that it doesn't mess with mobility uh i mean i i, I understand that because you know, you're up in space and you're trying to make sure that, hey, you're not going to be impeding your mobility for this. But I, I mean, but they I kind of agree. They can't really guarantee that. It's not it's not a requirement. They can't really well, guarantee that because if you wear the jetpack and I wear the jetpack, I'm smaller than you. So I got a lot more movement. Yeah. You don't have such movement. So they should change the word shall there to should. Right. Um I, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I, I see, you know, that the, basically the NASA is saying, hey, if we're going to develop this, it shall not impede crew mobility. But I agree that it should have said, hey, it should not impede crew mobility. I think the reason they use shall in that instance, though, is because they really, they really wanted it to be a very high priority for that company or that development team or whatever. Um, you know, I... I, I get I get kind of both sides of that one. I do to a certain point. Uh, I, I can understand where you're coming from, but they can't guarantee. It's not something they can guarantee that it will not impede movement. Yeah, I mean... Have you seen yeah. the, the, like the suits and stuff? I think the best suit so far I saw is done by what? Uh, SpaceX? SpaceX, yeah. They're, yeah. They measure that... In fairness, SpaceX goes through and measures their people like a, like from head to toe and develops a suit directly for that person. Correct. Whereas NASA develops a kind of one, one, one size hit fits quitter. all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah I get that. But I mean, if you if it's a it's an important issue that you want to communicate to the team, but it's not like a requirement. That's when you would use should. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like to I like to say, hey guys, you should do this. Um, you know, I my team has to document stuff that they that they do. Hey, you should before you leave the job site make sure it's all documented. Um, you know, that's not a requirement. They could document it after they leave the job site at the end of the day. But in my opinion, it makes everything easier and flow better if they just do it before they leave the job site. Yeah. You know, hey, you guys should do this. What well, when when you use the word should it indicates best practices. Right. Like it, it would behoove <laughs> you to do <laughs> all your write-ups now instead of waiting to the end of the shift. Right. No, I, I agree. Um Yeah, best practice hey, you should not speed. It's not a requirement necessarily <laughs> no. because we all know that cops don't pull people over for going, you know, three, four, five over. Um, but the best practice to avoid getting a ticket is to not speed. Obey the laws of the land. You don't want a ticket, don't speed. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, should not speak. You know, <laughs> but I've seen I've seen a couple of my of my friends. You know, they have kids that are um, teenagers, 16, 17, stuff like that, and they always tell them, "Hey, you should not, you know, do this if you don't want." The, you know, if you don't want to end up pregnant or you don't want your girlfriend to end up pregnant, you shouldn't have sex. Okay, great. That's the best practice. But uh, if you really want to make it a requirement for them to not get pregnant, A, you won't, you shall not have sex. Period. Dot. End of story. Got it. Right. But then that leads to one of those special words that majority of the people use. Must must you now, must majority of the time when we are talking to people we use the word must yeah and in all actuality we're using the same definition as the word shall, shall. yeah must hey you must take out the trash at the end of your shift you must clock in and out yeah must is is, is good for when you're talking um, that lets your people know that it's something that you want them to do. It's a requirement. But I would shy away from that if you're actually doing like contracts or just writing obligations down for a company business talk. Yeah. Well, it didn't. On paper, must doesn't read the same as shall. Right. But like in, you were saying my earlier, if, if my boss comes to me and he said, you shall take out the trash every day i'm gonna look at her a little funny but if she comes up and say you must take the trash out at the end of the day i must do this then i'm gonna do it right but if it's in your contract employee shall oh shit all right cool got it i signed the contract i gotta do this but if i'm just talking to you hey you must smoke a cigar while doing this podcast i guess i shall (laughs) it just (laughs) It just hits different. Um, must is good, like I said. Well, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about it. It's great for talking, not so great for writing. Um, in in my pers- personal opinion. Yeah. Must is a talk. Shall is a written. Yeah. Then you could do should and will. Uh, kind of on either one, in all reality. Uh, you know, hey, employees should see this you know see these benefits at, at the end of the month should see these benefits all employees must wash their hands before returning to work yeah I know you've seen that before hey would that hit a little bit differently if it said all all employees shall wash their hands before returning to work I think that would hit differently <laughs> they'd be like shall alright well, shall yeah alright a B C D E. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to <laughs> me. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? Did you turn your watch on to do that hand washing thing yet? Or, or you got a garm a garm Garmin? I got a Garmin. Oh, sorry. Apple Watch has a stupid thing that you can turn on, and it has like a twenty second timer with bubbles and stuff on it when you're washing your hands. It knows when you're washing your hands. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, I turn it off. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. No, I got a Garmin. It just, it tells me, uh, you know, a bunch of other information, useful, actually, information. <laughs> Ooh, you hear that, Apple? <laughs> I mean, I could customize the saying to do a lot of different things. Like, I have, you know, I got to use the Julian date in a lot of my work. So yes. I have it customized to where I can see the Julian date. Uh, you know, I can see different time zones and the date and stuff like that. So it helps me out. Yeah. Maybe I should switch mine to a time zone thing so I'll know what time you're at. Fuck yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll never remember. I know. It's funny as hell. Now you're three hours behind me. What What the fuck did you just say? Oh yeah, I forgot you're central. So, not like you lived here for nine years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should know. Should know. <laughs> How about next time you will know? Is that better? <laughs> yes. I must know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, 
So shall, should, will, and a little bit of must. All right. No, we're not talking musk. Like the scent or yeah, the person. Elon. <laughs> or the person. <laughs> okay. So shall requirement. Will is about facts and should are goals. Yeah, and then must can be can be used in place of shall in, in just conversation. It's preferably used in conversation. I mean you can say shall, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean you can, but it's just you probably turn ahead or two. Yeah. What? What the fuck did you just say to me? Did you say shall? Yeah. You get a dictionary real quick. Shall. Yeah. Um. All right. How, are you down to your last third? I am definitely down to my last third. Now finish my mojito, and I will tell you that now I have leather and pepper, and the back end is fruit. So I don't know if it's because I finished my mojito that the leather jumped out or the leather like build up for the end result. I'll never know until uh, I smoke another one. I would say you can know. You just got to smoke another one and pair it with something else. True. Maybe a beer. Or coffee. Lame. Or coffee. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you some options. <laughs> hey, you know what you should do? <laughs> uh, yes, please share. <laughs> uh, go fuck yourself. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. Um, no, I just, I, I, you know, I, I got, I just recently returned back from a, a business trip, and um, I was telling all my guys out there on this 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 trip, hey, we should not get too drunk tonight because we have to work the next day. Yeah. It's not a requirement that they get super, you know, that they don't drink, but uh, it's a nice goal. <laughs> Facts. But that's okay. It's alright. But, yeah, so, so we talked about shall, should, will, must. And then, you know, the, the cigar, I think the cigar topic was great. Uh, I loved talking about you know the things you shouldn't do when you're smoking a cigar and i feel like those are just so applicable anywhere yeah i agree i I just picked five that i i kind of like took note of when i was out and about and around and i I, like thought about it i was like these are ones i see i see people ashing on the floor i see different things so i was like you know what maybe people shouldn't do this shit Eh, shouldn't They shall not ash on the floor. <laughs> I do know that there's been a couple times though where I've been smoking, <clears throat> I've been smoking, and I'm like, "Oh, my ash is getting a little long," and I like reach for my 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 ashtray, and like the ash will just fall off as I'm reaching for the ashtray, and I feel like an asshole. Yeah, I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm like, "My bad, my bad, guys. Sorry." Kind of use your hand to kind of cup sweep it in the ashtray. Yeah, like, oh, sorry, then guys. Fuck. Hey. <laughs> no, there's not, not much I can do. <laughs> How's your final third coming along, sir? So I had a little bit of longer cigar than you did, but um, oh yeah, white... you got that Churchill. Yeah, my bad. Oh no, you're good. You're good. I'm still in my final third. Um, it's I'm definitely getting a little bit of a nicotine buzz. Oh, uh, which is which is interesting. Um. Uh, the white pepper's back, but I'm still getting like a, now it's, that leather is kind of morphed into like a, a meaty taste, almost. Okay. Reminds me of like beef jerky. Oh, all right. It's interesting. It's very interesting. It's like beef jerky, and then like on the back end, I got like a pepper, like, it, it, I think it's white pepper, but it's good. Uh, you don't smoke Churchill's that often. I don't. Yeah, Churchill's. Uh, tend to lean towards uh, a little, I don't want to say nick bomb because that's not the right word to use, but heavier nicotine near the end because of the size and the, the shape of it. Right, and it's, and you know, I mean, I got they got the leaves facing a certain way. They got to they yeah. put enough binder in there. And 
one and over. It's it's longer, so yeah. you have a more chance for nicotine the entire time. Um, but it's it's good though. Yeah, I don't know if it's not overpowering. Like, when I first started, Churchill's was like my my size of choice, my pick. I I know, and I'm I not smoking. Oh, what is that? A Toro? Get that out of here! <laughs> it always made me laugh. That's what I'm smoking today is a Toro. I, Toros are not not a bad cigar. Not no, a bad no, cigar no, no, size. no, 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 no. I grew up. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, you evolved. Okay. Such I a mean, nice way to say that. Well, <laughs> got to be you know somewhat professional, right? Um, as I've as I've I think I've been the most unprofessional I've ever been on this show in this episode. It's good having a little bit of fun. I like it. Yeah, I'm definitely getting meaty and white. It's white pepper, white pepper taste. It's good though. Uh, I think there's so many things that that go on with the the construction of a cigar, you know, especially when you go into these long, longer. Like, I mean, Lanceros. How often do you see a Lancero anymore? Not often, and I'm gonna go ahead and announce this now. One of our episodes, we're gonna smoke a Lancero, so we can talk about Lanceros. Hey, I'm down with it. Um, yeah, Lanceros are great, but they're so long and skinny that they're almost, I think it's almost like a dying size. There's very few that are actually sold in a Lancero size anymore. Yeah, uh, I can't really, when I go to the humidor, I'm, maybe I just, I'm blind eyed to them because I'm not a Lancero, Lancero fan, but I can't think of any that I've seen. I know that they're. Um, I know that they're there. Um, I would have to say it's the, probably the most unpopular size. I think cigarillos are sold more than Lanceros. Well, cigarillos are so... For me, cigarillos are nice because if I have 20 minutes to take a quick smoke break or something, I'm going to go for a cigarillo versus over a Lancero. Lancero is still going to take me like an hour. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's still going to take me an hour to, to get through a Lancero. Well, maybe not an hour. Let's say 45 minutes, uh, depending on what I'm doing. But, you know, um, my father, La Promesa, that's a Lancero. That's a seven and a half by 38. Um, there's an Oliva Serie V Lancero, of course. That's a seven by 38. All right. Uh, yeah, it, it's just, I think Don... Don Pepin Garcia makes a Lancero. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you know, it's there's there's a few Lanceros out there. It's definitely not sold in brick and mortars all that often anymore. Yeah. <laughs> all right, it's good. It's kind of like Nubs. You only see Nubs in the Nubs cigar brand. Um, Drew Estate is doing the what the flying pig that's kind of in the same family, yeah, yeah. I kinda. mean, yeah, uh, you know, nubs are deceptively small, they're great for travel, in my opinion. I love nub cigars, uh, they make a great Cameroon and a great uh Maduro nub, um, but it's it's definitely not. Outside of the nub brand, I don't see that many, like, I don't see drew estate making a nub yeah um you know i don't see united cigars or or cao making a nub cigar like it's a it's yeah. a, literally a nub brand you know yeah yeah i agree with you um but i'm not saying that's dead by any means lancero whereas lancero i think it's dead i think it is i mean in all honesty i think because people are like, why am I going to sit here and smoke a seven and a half inch by 38 ring gauge cigar when I could just go for a Churchill up my ring gauge a little bit and I get the same amount, same length, but I up my ring gauge a little bit and it fits better in my mouth. What? Why hmm. am I going to go for a Lancero? Maybe because you like the wrapper flavor more than the, uh, the binder and filler. That, that would be the only reason I, I could see. Yeah. Uh, either way. All right. Yeah. We hit up the five things. Yep. Um, we talked about leadership of shall, will, and should. Talked about our final third. I believe this is a wrap, sir. I believe so. Um, yeah. It, it's. Uh, I, just, I don't know. I'm still stuck on the Lancero thing because I just keep <laughs> thinking about it. 
Well, save all that input for your next cigar. Fair enough, good sir. Um, but until next time, don't be that asshole. <laughs> or asshole. <laughs> or asshole. <laughs> okay. We all hate those people. We all know it. Shouldn't <laughs> hate those people. We hate that action. I can feel you on that. So, all right. Until next time, we'll catch you guys on the next one. All right. Thank you for listening to Leadership of the Leaf. The comments and opinions expressed by the host and guests does not reflect the opinions of those that broadcast this show, nor does it reflect any of our affiliates.